0: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I just got a text in the Utah Community Credit Union text line five seven five zero zero. That line is always open, and I'm always very eager to hear from you. Uh, But I was reminded that the $600 checks, if you qualify, could very well be in your bank account right now. A texter here says, I just checked my bank account, and there it is, $600. I say take the bird in the hand, and that includes the subsequent 1400 future dollars. My family could really use it. How about you? Have you checked your account lately? Yeah, go, go refresh. Open it up. Let's see. Right now, as the law stands, it's $600 for each qualifying American uh, plus some money for uh, dependents. Now, I say qualifying Americans, uh, you, you know if you're in the category, you qualify to receive the full $600 as an individual if your uh, 2019 uh, tax returns showed less than $75,000 in earnings. Now, if if you haven't filed yet for 2019, for whatever reason, they go back to 2018. But this is something interesting I learned yesterday, and it is That if you are in a circumstance where in 2019, or let's back up, if you are in a circumstance where you have already filed your 2019 taxes, most people I think are at that point. If you have filed your 2019 taxes and your earnings were such that you are disqualified. From receiving the stimulus payments this year, both in this most recent round of 600 and in the earlier uh, iteration of payments at the $1,200 level, if you, for whatever reason, coming into 2020, uh, earned, say, less than 2019 and specifically less than the threshold to qualify for direct payments, that will be reconciled once you file your 2020 taxes. So if you had a uh, a great year, 2019, so great that you were disqualified from receiving these payments, and then you know hard times hit, either COVID-related or otherwise, and you this year are making far less than you did last year or the year before, depending on which tax return is evaluated, uh, it, it's coming your way. It'll all get worked out once you file your taxes this year. That's something we learned uh, brand new yesterday. All right. I was complaining before the break that this should be a time of year where we are free from the headaches of Congress. We should be, right now, looking back on the year that was and looking forward to the year that will be, uh, learning the lessons of yesterday and applying them to the goals we are setting for tomorrow. Well, unfortunately, no. No, 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 no. Attribute it to dysfunction, or uh, greed, or selfishness, or laziness, or whatever the case. You and I find ourselves still today on the, you know, in the waning hours of 2020, uh, dealing with the drama in the United States Congress. And today, that drama is focused on the United States Senate. Will they or won't they pass the two thousand dollar direct payment bill? Will Senator Mitch McConnell, Majority Leader, who wields the power in the Senate, will he allow for even such a vote? You heard me go through this in the last segment. A real quick refresher. There is a piece of legislation that he himself, Mitch McConnell, has introduced that would, in fact, provide $2,000 in direct payments. But, but, if we get that, if a sufficient number of senators vote for that, And then the (laughs) companion version of that legislation, once presented to the House, ultimately brought about for a vote. If that then garners the appropriate number of votes, then the Section 230 goes away and a new Section 230 of the Communications Act. This would uh, abolish some of the protections enjoyed by social media platforms where they aren't liable for the postings of users. Anyway, that's a debate for another day. But today, we know that it could possibly be the pill that has to be swallowed by anyone, regardless of party, Democrats, Republicans, uh, or I guess uh, we got to consider Bernie Sanders as well, independent, if they want $2,000 paid directly to Americans. Anyway, uh, moving on, though. Because that is all background. We shouldn't have to deal with it right now. Uh, and it is the dysfunction uh, and the, the poor management of resources and time that has led us to this scenario now. Another, another thing that has come up this year that we really haven't had to deal with in the past. In fact, in the entire history of the Electoral College, it is only something that has come up twice before. Twice. We are likely facing a new. And that is a dual challenge to the Electoral College results. I say a dual challenge. What do I mean? I mean, on January 6th, that's the next step in this process towards making official the election results and ultimately moving towards a January 20th confirmation and inauguration of Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. There is one major step remaining. The electors across this country have cast their vote and those ballots, those votes have been transmitted to the appropriate parties in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere. And on January 6th, after the next Congress is sworn in, they will uh, take to their seats in a joint session of Congress, meaning that the House and the Senate will meet together. Those votes will be counted and an opportunity will be given to uh, members of the House and of the Senate to either vote for to certify those results or objecting. Now, what happens if someone objects? We've been through this. We have learned that if someone in the House objects, uh, that's fine. Uh, You bring up whatever rationale you care to bring up that supports that objection, and that's it. Fine. Your objection is noted. We're moving forward. But, but, in the event That there is an identical objection by any single member of the Senate on the other side of Congress. Then at that moment right there, the joint session is dissolved. They meet in the House gallery, or they meet on the House floor rather. It's a bigger room. It can accommodate more people. They dissolve that joint session. They send the Senate back over to its side of the House. They call it the upper chamber. I'll explain why later. If I remember, help me remember. 57500, the text line. They send the Senate back over to their side of the building, and for every objection that enjoys support on both the House and Senate side, two hours are allotted for debate. And then, after those two hours expire, there is a vote by both the House and the Senate. Now, in the House, as you well know, and though the margin is narrowing, Democrats still do enjoy uh, majority control. And so any objection brought about by anyone on the House side is most certainly going to be shot down. And the votes are to be certified on the House side. Uh, Senate, a little bit different, but it doesn't matter because you need both chambers to support the objection. Everything I've just said is background. Mitch McConnell has had conversations with uh, his caucus, the Republicans in the Senate. He has said to them, listen, it is a fruitless effort. Let's not go down this path. It is only a distraction, and it can only hurt us politically going down the road. How can it hurt them politically? Well, you see, if a single senator agrees with a member of the House, then they have to debate and they have to vote. Putting Republican members of the Senate in a position to choose between choose between uh, President Trump and the objection itself. And how does that play out for those who are seeking re-election, these incumbents who are looking for re-election in 2022? Now, I know in a perfect world, that shouldn't be a consideration, right? You vote your conscience. You cast your vote in the direction that the facts and reason direct you. Well, since this whole exercise would be uh, symbolic anyhow, knowing that the results will absolutely be certified, regardless of how many objections there are, everything in Congress comes down to a numbers game. If you have the numbers, you have the power. And if you have the numbers in the right place, you have absolute power. And so it is that regardless of what happens, regardless of Missouri Senator Josh Hawley making it known now his intention to join with House Member Brooks to bring forward an objection that will ultimately move the two chambers to go their separate ways and vote. Come January twentieth, Joe Biden's the president. Quick break when we turn, when we return, we're taking a year, a look back, a year in review next on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face.